one is uh, that Jesus is our focus. Uh, and we looked at that last time. So if you weren't here last time, you can check that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you're really struggling, come and let me know and I can find another way of you finding it. Um, the second one is family is our heart. And the third one is generosity as our posture. And we're going to look into generosity Generosity is our posture next time on the 22nd of February. So family is our heart. In this room, we have, I don't know how many people gathered, but all of us will have had a different experience of, of family. And when I say the word family, you'll all be probably be conjuring up different emotions or memories or thoughts in each of our minds. And so for some of us, our experience of family has been really healthy. It's been an environment, it's been a place where it's been really positive and caring and loving. It's been supportive. It's been a place where there's been real acceptance and we found a home. It's been a place where we can have fun and laughter and there's a real sense of community. There's also a place where we've learned and we know we can cry together in the hard times as well and belong. It's a place of encouragement and flourishing and nurture and nourishment and honesty and authenticity. I don't know if that's your experience of family. But I also acknowledge that I think there'll be people here where that's not been their experience. And maybe your experience of family has been a bit unhealthy. Maybe it's been negative. Maybe there's been feelings of unlove and pain and abuse. Maybe it's not been supportive. Maybe it's not been that encouraging. But at Heart Church, we want to be a church that cultivates, well, we don't want to be, we will be a church that cultivates a healthy family. Now, I, I don't know about you, but that's not going to be easy. You know, having healthy environments with families, it doesn't necessarily come naturally. It's going to take hard graft. It takes intentionality. But we want to create a place where, where a family, where we are a family, and it's a place where people can truly belong and find hope. And that will be a place where people can start to belong even before they believe. You know, it's not that you've got to come and behave in a certain way and believe a certain thing before you can belong. You can belong here because it's the sort of family we're going to be way before you believe. Now, we're praying that you're going to believe. We're praying that you're going to, your life will be transformed when you encounter Jesus. But first and foremost, this is going to be a place where people can find home. It's going to be a family. Family is our heart. You know, for me, it's crucial that it's our heart. It's not just my heart. It is very much my heart, but it's about our heart. It's about a collective ownership of those who are a part of Heart Church. That is our heart. It, that people are brought into it. That we're totally on board with this idea of, of creating this healthy, beautiful family of people coming together around the mission that God's given us. And it's going to be a culture that we're going to create of being a family. And the culture's been described as the way we do things around here. And we create culture whether we realise it or not. I don't know that if you know that, but in your family, you've created a culture whether you realise it or not. In your workplace, there's a culture whether you realise it or not. And you, we create culture whether we realise it or not. I mean, sometimes, if we're honest, create unhealthy cultures, but we can also create healthy cultures. And culture can also be moulded and changed and, and cultivated. It's the way we do things around here. And we want to be those who cultivate and inhabit genuine family. Not some sort of fake, fluffy family, but something that's true and genuine. 
buying into it, not just, it's not just about me and Becky or the core team or whoever that is made up of. But it's about every one of us buying into and being one big family. A place where we are loved and accepted and valued and known. Where we have fun together. That's not, you know, we need to learn to have fun. I, you know, we would be a fun church. Some churches are boring. <laughs> I'm not naming, I'm not, I'm not saying about Hesham. I love Hesham. We have fun at Hesham. But, you know, some churches are boring. We don't want to be a boring church. We want to be a place where we can have fun, where we can <coughs> smile, where we can laugh. And be a church that's encouraging, that builds each other up, rather than tearing each other down. Where we help people to be all that God is calling them to be. Where we gather around and celebrate the joys of life. Where babies are born and we, we gather around and lavish meals on the family. Where marriages happen and we celebrate and run alongside those couples. Where promotions are had and we celebrate those promotions in people's jobs. Where birthdays are celebrated when people have those significant birthdays. I want to be a church that knows how to party. Because actually, I think Jesus knows how to party. I don't know if you're reading the same gospel as me, but Jesus knows how to party. He goes from meal to meal to meal to meal. It's once said, it's been said of the book of Luke, that Jesus is either on his way to a meal, at a meal, or leaving a meal. Jesus knows how to party. We're going to celebrate the blessings of life. But we'll also stand and journey with each other through the storms of life. When there's bereavement and grief, when there's job loss, or people are struggling, or Maybe people are struggling with their mental well-being. We're not just going to say, we'll pray for you. That prayer is powerful and important and effective. But we'll stand shoulder to shoulder together through the storms of life. We're going to be a family where people can truly belong and find home. And we're going to be a church that is truly here for the last, the lost and the least. That's right. That's who we are. We're, 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 we believe God's called us to plant a church into Morecambe. So we're going to see more people find and follow Jesus in Morecambe. I believe it's important for us to be a church that doesn't just reach a certain demographic or a certain group of people, but that reaches across every generation and every demographic. And Ian's already put on that. When I think of this, it's why it's one of our, it's one of our vision statements. That we'll be a church in which family is cultivated and genuinely found across every generation and every demographic. Now, across the UK, there is a plethora of middle-class churches. And I don't want us to be one. Why do I say that? It's not because I've got anything against the middle class. It's far from it. But because I want to reach the diversity. I believe God's calling us to reach the diversity of Morecambe. And Morecambe isn't just middle class. There are people from every different background in Morecambe. <coughs> and we want to be a church where everyone can find home across every generation, every demographic. Someone said to me in the middle of last year, you know, oh, the church that you're going to plant, it's going to, be, uh, it's going to be a church that's going to really attract loads of young people and you're going to run ministry to young people. And part of me sort of, I was like, oh, I don't, because uh, I cringed a little bit. Now, I don't know if God will grace Heart Church with an ability to reach some of the missing generations of church. 
God may do that by his grace. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to be a church that will seek to reach out and value every generation. From the youngest to the oldest. We want to be a place where everyone can find home. Every generation, every demographic. We need the youthfulness and the life of babies and children and young people. Someone once said that if there's no crying in church, the church is dying. You know, we want to be a church where we hear the cr- well, crying of babies. We want to be a church where we hear the laughter of babies. <laughs> we all know that when babies come, there's all sorts of crying. When it's young hours, there's those of the third age and those who are retiring and the wisdom of years that comes with that and everything in between. And family is our heart because it's crucial. The heart is vital to life. It's central. Family is of utmost importance to us. And we cultivate a genuine family. And this isn't just because I believe family is a good thing, because family is a good thing. But this all hangs on the fact that I believe this is something that Jesus creates and calls us to be part of. Jesus said something which is an absolute game changer in the world that we live in. He says in John 13, verse 34 to 35, it says, So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. I love how Eugene Peterson puts this in the message. He says, let me give you a, com- a new command. Love one another in the way I loved you. And in the same way I loved you, you love one another. This is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples when they see the love you have for each other. This is a command of Christ. It's something we should want to live out and embody anyway. But this is the true evidence that we actually are followers of Jesus. It's the hallmark by which people will actually recognize we're followers of Jesus. We can preach. We can do all the churchy things. We can share Jesus with people. But Jesus actually says to us, the way people will know that you're truly followers of me is by your love for one another. Not by what your sermons are like. Not by how great your coffee is. Not by anything else, but he said, by the way that you love one another. And love is a hallmark of family. It's the hallmark of a Christian. And we want to be those who genuinely, authentically love one another. (coughs) But not just those who are on the in crowd, those who are already part of us. But those people who maybe rock up on a Sunday, maybe don't look or smell or behave like us maybe don't yet know jesus but they're going to be welcomed and accepted and loved and enabled to find a place where they belong and find home in the process and the journey we're going to continue to believe and share jesus with them we'll be a place where we're going to cultivate a home where people can come like I said before, they can belong way before they believe or behave or start to adopt maybe the culture, the way that we do things around here. Where people can, we'll be a church where people can find a home where maybe they've never ever truly felt they can belong anywhere else. Where people can find acceptance and value where maybe they've never felt accepted or valued before. 
where everyone is welcome. Now, you may, now many have said that everyone is welcome, but it's often that everyone's welcome, but, and there's strings attached to that. But everyone's welcome here. And that doesn't mean anything goes. It doesn't mean that we're not going to challenge ways of life that don't honour God. But everyone's welcome here. It doesn't mean that there won't be calls for sacrificial living. There won't be calls to take up our cross daily or, or to count the cost of what it truly means to follow Jesus. But everyone's welcome here. We want to create a safe haven, a refuge, a home where every generation, every demographic can belong and find a home, find a genuine family. Andy Stanley, who's a pastor of a church in America, said once said this, the primary activity of the church was one anothering one another. The primary activity of the church was one anothering one another. I have to confess I didn't count all of these, but there are apparently 59 one another's in the whole of the New Testament. 59. <coughs> you know 16 of them are love one another? I think God thinks it's quite important. Probably an understatement, but love one another. Love one another. Love one another. Six of them are encourage one another. So often we can be so poor at that. We keep maybe those thoughts that come into our head, oh, someone, they are so great at doing that thing to ourselves. I think sometimes we're robbing people of the, the blessing and the encouragement that God wants to give that person because we go, oh, I don't need to share that, it's just a nice little thought. But encourage one another, build each other up, don't tear each other down. Number four. I thought there, there, there are four times where you need to proper up for this one. Where it says, greet each other with a holy kiss. <laughs> now, this genuinely did mean kiss each other. <coughs> and I'm not necessarily, necessarily advocating that you want yours called kissing afterwards. <laughs> In fact, I'm saying don't. I'll see you later, <laughs> But this is about the affection and the true love that was shown between those who were followers of Jesus. That there was this love for each other that actually meant that, you know what, we're going to embrace and we're going to have that sort of relationship. It's not going to be hands off and, how are you doing? Shake hands with a distance. <laughs> Well, actually not. We love each other that much. We, we know each other that much. We, we've, got to, we've got that sort of community where we're going to spend time. And actually that might express itself affectionately at times. At times. Secondly, be no, Sorry, not secondly. There, there are twice where it says, be at peace with one another. Sometimes Christians are the best at squabbling. But we should sometimes be the people that avoid it. <coughs> We seem to sort of struggle to be at peace with each other. We sort of seem to struggle with this idea of, you know, actually, you know, I can let some stuff slide because I want to live out and, and as far as it relies on me, live at peace with people, with each other. And maybe it's because 
you know, Christ also says, forgive one another. Maybe we're not as good at doing that as maybe we should be. But you know, there are times when we will hurt each other. There are times when things don't quite work out as we thought they were going to or should have done. We need to be quick to forgive each other. There's other things like pray for each other. We want to be a church that, that really prays for each other. That really does, you know, it doesn't just say, I'll pray for you. And I don't know about you, but there's so many times where I've said, I'll pray for you. And if I'm honest, I've never prayed for you. Because we say it as it's just almost someone starts flippantly, I'll pray for you. But, you know, we're going to be genuine. You know, I'm going to just pray for you at some point in the future and maybe never do it. Let's just pray for you now. Let's, let's, we want to be those who pray, genuinely pray for each other. We want to be those who need to still want another set, offer hospitality to each other, spending time in each other's homes, going to bear with each other. You know, especially as we, we start something new, we're going to come with different expectations about what that something new is going to look like. It might come from different churches, or even if it come from the same church that, well, this is, a, this is, this, this is a, almost an opportunity to create something new and different. So what is that going to look like, and how does that seem? And there are going to be times I think we'll probably, especially initially, probably rub up against each other a bit more often because we're going to probably expect slightly different things. So we're going to have to bear with each other even more. And not all of them are really positive. Some of them are like, do not slander one another. Do not gossip about one another. And I think the church is often quite good at that. We need to listen and say, no, let's, we're not going to carry on the whirlwind of gossip that tears down and hurts people. I'm going to stop it and quash it because that's not what God says we should do or what God actually believes about another person. And I think that actually, for me, ties really into, do not gossip about one another, do not slander one another, really ties into the fact that we need to consider one another better than ourselves. So if I consider you better than me, then actually I'm not going to gossip about you because I know that there's a lot more skeletons in my closet than there are about a little bit of nugget of gossip that I would have passed on about you. Be compassionate with one another. Carry each other's burdens. Serve one another. There's so much we could do, and we haven't got time to really delve into all of these. But one thing I know, so one thing I'm going to encourage is we leave this church is we truly want to be a church that truly does one another. Everybody. Be a church that one another's a family that one another's each other, that will be known as Heart Church. But because we want another, because we truly love one another, we'll be known as those who follow Jesus. Because Jesus says, in the way that you love one another is the way that people will know, people will, they will prove, the way that people will recognize is the evidence that you follow me. And we want to be the church because Jesus is our focus, who follows Jesus. And that's not just about what we say or proclaim. It's about how we live. So family is going to be our heart. And one of the primary activities, or the primary activity of the church, heart church, will be one another in one another. Let's pray.
Father, I thank you for your words. I thank you for your heart for us. I thank you for your heart for family. And Lord, I pray that Heart Church truly will be a family where we'll be a church where family is our heart. And Lord, I, I sense that maybe even though we've been exploring a value and something that we're looking to cultivate and, and create and genuinely find, that maybe God's been challenging some of us about some of our own ways that we've maybe not been one another each other. And Lord, I pray you'd continue to challenge us and speak to us. Do whatever you're doing this evening, Lord. Change us and mould us, pour out your spirit. That we would, whatever churches we're currently from, would be those who truly seek to one another, one another. Give us that deep love for people that you have, God. Break our heart for what breaks yours. In Jesus' name, amen. So, um, we're going to spend some time now in prayer. Um, there's going to be some prayer points that are going to come on the screen. And it's great to have so many of you, but I encourage you to... Oh, sorry, I, the speakers. I encourage you to maybe break into sort of groups 